Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, happy Sunday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, with my special co-host, always special, Love her. Mm. Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. She's also the executive producer of the show Mastermind, by the way. And uh, today we have a special guest in our studio, Clayton Peters. Yes, manager and brother of comedian Russell Peters. He's in the house. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Thanks for coming in today. Now, he has ties to Hollywood and the entertainment industry, so we want to get his thoughts on the Me Too movement. We're also going to be talking about sibling relationships and intimate relationships. So welcome, Clayton, to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Welcome. Um, so, Clayton, what's it like being Russell Peters' brother? I mean, it would be <laughs> tough sometimes having your own identity and being referred to Russell's brother all the time. Well, uh, when we were younger, he was Clayton's little brother. <laughs> okay, so that so was there. a long time where he was Clayton's little brother. So, mm-hmm. so that part I've, I've got. Um, I'm comfortable with who I am. Right, so I'm not really worried about people saying, "Oh, that's Russell's brother" or whatever it is like that. I I, I hear that a lot. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Um, sometimes I have to qualify it by saying I'm also his manager and his producer and all that kind of thing. Yeah, to put things into context. Because... Like he was just on Inside Jokes and he just did that every break. <laughs> I got to get some props <laughs> and, too. And I, I, I heard that he um, at growing up as a as a young, as young kids, he was teased a lot, and you used to stick up for him. I was. He was. Uh, he was very scrawny. Well into his late teens, actually. He was just tall and thin. And, um, excuse me, when we first moved to Brampton in uh, 75, uh, he was, uh, we had never experienced racism in the city. Where did you move from, by the way? We moved from Runnymede and St. Clair. Okay. We'd always lived in the west end of the city. Anywhere from Avenue and Bloor all the way across to Runnymede and St. Clair. Uh, And then when we moved to Brampton in 75, that was the first time we'd heard the phrase Packy. That was the first time we'd uh, we'd been... um, I hate that. Uh, I hate that. The, the first day we moved in, our bikes were vandalized in our driveway. Aww. Yeah. And, uh, just kids. And, just yeah, kids. And it, and it went from there. And that's where, that's where his comedy comes from because he was only four years old. So mm. he was trying to understand why <clears throat> the man on the corner was turning his garden hose on him and calling him Packy. Or we would walk through the Bramley City Center and you'd hear it yelled at you from across the way. Um, you'd be uh, knocked around, beaten up, pushed, spit on. And it's hard for people today to kind of even envision a Canada that's like that, but that's exactly how it was. In our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. and we're all about the same age. Yeah. I remember Sandra, like when I grew up yeah. in Oakville, like, yeah, because yeah, oh. I was born there. Nice. I, I mean, I, I made sure that I had no accent when I spoke, you know, because growing up, a lot of the Italian kids had an accent and they were teased all the time. Yes. Uh, but... <laughs> So true. <laughs> yeah, but I think we've come a long way and things we have definitely We absolutely changed. have. Absolutely. But that's that's where <clears throat> we experienced the racism first. That's where his comedy comes from. And that's also where I was uh, defending him because I'm six years older. Right. So he'd come in crying. I'd go out and so have what to would deal you with do? different people. You'd, you'd <laughs> grab guys. You'd throw them. You'd fight. You'd <laughs> do all kinds them? of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I went, I went back to, uh, uh, to our old high school because there were some guys. He goes, oh, this guy and this guy were bothering me. So I went to the school, stood outside the classroom. Two Italian guys, younger brothers of guys who I had gone to school with because I used to hang out with Italian guys there too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, hey, man. I said, come here. Do you what know who my, my brother, brother is? And then, and yeah, and then we had to – no, it wasn't your brother. <laughs> we have uh, Frank in studio with us who grew up with Clayton and Russell in the hood. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Awesome. 
Sorry, and her brother is best was Nino was best friends with. Clayton. Yeah, he was one of my first friends in Brampton. Nino and Nino and Joe Scro. Mm-hmm. So oh, Frank yeah. is verifying all this upbringing yeah. stuff here. We used to listen to Saturday Night Fever and Joe. So Frank, did, did, right. you, did you date Russell or any of these? No, no, we were here? just really good friends, and you know I was oblivious to all the stuff that was he was teased about because I actually. You know, I was teased too with the Italian stuff as well, but mm-hmm. I never took anything to heart. But he took it way worse. Like, they got it way worse than we ever did. Yeah, for sure. You know? Plus, your family was famous because you guys owned the fruit market. Well, yeah. They, yeah. Were <laughs> they were like celebrities to us. They owned oh, the fruit they? market. Yeah. yeah. And so, just so our audience is aware, uh, you have a wife at home. I do. And a little boy, right? A little boy, Matthew. He's four, he's four. right? Yeah. yeah. I he's saw awesome. pictures of him. He's, he's so cute. He's super Adorable. Cute. If he was ugly, we would have acknowledged it and said yeah. he's ugly, but he's ours. <laughs> but he's really cute. That's so, how true. did it all start for you becoming Russell's manager? Well, uh, it started back in 89 when I took him to his first open mic where he said, I want to do stand-up comedy. I said, oh, okay, let's go. So I took him to uh, open mics at Yuck Yucks so he could see what that was With like. With Mark Breslin? Mark Breslin, ah. yeah, yeah. But we were nothing. We just came in. We watched a show. I said, if this is, this is something, you know, this is what it's like. And then I took him to a, um, an improv show actually just over here at, um, <clears throat> uh, at Lakeshore and um, to show him what improv was. And, uh, and then he went from there. So I wasn't managing him at the time, and uh, then I moved to Europe, and I moved back, uh, and then in uh, 2004, our dad passed away, and uh, just before that, in 2003, he was flat broke, mm-hmm. absolutely broke. Like, we lived together, we owned our own house in Woodridge, speaking of Italians. Well, hang on, right? did you talk, <laughs> I think you skipped the year that Russell started comedy, which was... 89. Did you say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, because I opened for him in 92, 93. See, I always segue into that. Oh, nice. I always get, Vince is laughing because <laughs> my former producer there knows <laughs> every conversation, doesn't matter where we are, if that comes up, I open for Russell Peters. Okay, we need to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto with Clayton Peters. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, we're back. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show. In our studio today, we have Clayton Peters. Oh, yes, manager and brother of comedian Russell Peters. Welcome back Thank to the you. show, everybody. So, your brother, you are his manager. You live here, right, in Oakville, Ontario, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, and we're neighbors, by the way. Are you we're, close? Yeah, you by the bakery. Uh, yes, monastery. Yeah. <laughs> yes, nice. yes, I could probably walk to your house. <laughs> and your brother lives in Hollywood. He does. So, how does that work out? That dynamic. I mean, you're able to manage everything in Oakville. Yeah, I Even mean, though he's there, we start when we started together in 2005. Um, that was sort of the beginning of the smartphone. That was the beginning of YouTube, Google, mm-hmm. and the real explosion of the internet. So that convergence really helped us. So it, what it means ultimately is that I actually don't have to be where he is at any given time. I go back and forth to LA for meetings, but to run the business itself, because most of our business is, is live, 
Um, I can do that in my underwear and a t-shirt in the basement in my office. Don't you love that? I do. <laughs> I can do that too. I do. And I'm, I'm wearing pants today, so it's like a big day for me. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, you know, when I started Single in the City back in the day, I think it was 16 years ago, I used to work out of my bed like Hugh Hefner mm-hmm. for about five <laughs> years. Seriously, I think I got some uh, wrinkles on my neck from it. <laughs> Until I, you know, my back started messing up on me, but it's amazing being able to work from home. Yeah, absolutely. That's opened up everything. You don't have to sort of be running around anymore. Yeah. And and, and it works really well for us because um, I think that distance helps us. Why? How does it help you? Well, I've actually managed a few other guys and I had to cut them loose because <clears throat> it was getting into kind of an entourage type territory where they needed me with them 24-7. Like they wanted that manager. They wanted yeah. me to be e to their yeah. um, Adrian Grenier's character. On Entourage. Yeah. Right? So they wanted me with them kind of 24-7. I said, I can't do that. I'm too old for that. Yeah. Right? I, and with my brother, he doesn't need me there all the time. Do you remember when I asked you to be my manager? Do you remember that? <laughs> we didn't know each other that well. This is balls of steel, by the way, if you want to know who I am. This is not, I, I have to say this. Um, Russell was playing like one of the casinos, mm-hmm. Falls Viewerama. Okay. Out of the blue. You wanted to open for him. I wanted to open That's for right, him. That's right. I remember. <laughs> Who does that? You. I didn't reply. You. Andrew Carusi. Ballsy Sandra. I didn't reply. No, because you knew I was a crazy. Because he's like, oh, this is a crazy who doesn't do comedy. He didn't know my comedic brilliance at the time. I was unaware. And then I said, do you want to manage me? And then he went, oh, she's really crazy. <laughs> now, are there ever things that you guys butt heads about? And do you think you would butt heads more if you were living in the same town or city? Um, you know, initially when we first started working together, the, the biggest challenge was uh, how are we going to be um, like business associates? How are we going to do this? We knew how to be brothers, but we didn't know how to be client and wow. manager. Wow. So the first few years, there were, there were a lot of little bumps and things like that when it came to he hates to do publicity and I was kind of pushing, him on, pushing that on him. And, and he was kind of pushing back against the whole newfound level of success that he had achieved because it came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and everyone started treating him differently to how he was being treated like a year earlier. Right. And that really freaked him out a lot. Like it really blew his mind because he was like, I'm the same guy. Why is everyone treating me differently? And it really messed with his head for for a couple of years where he felt a bit of uh, guilt actually for for becoming successful. And so we had to navigate through that. But now over the last 13 years, we've kind of learned how to work together. I know when to push him, when to back off. And because of the nature of who he is and the nature of who I am, I can kind of run with stuff for a really long time and then bring it to him. If I bring it to him too early, he doesn't get it or he gets freaked out by it. Um, But if I really bring him something fully formed and present it to him, then he's like, oh, okay, I get it. So you're like an amazing team. It's it's pretty good. It works pretty well. So, So we have mutual friends. Yes. And they actually told me that you're funnier than your brother. So how did he get into comedy and you didn't? <laughs> Sorry, that's what I've been told. I, I said that too because I hang with the brother here and he's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's genetic. Uh, I don't know. Crack uh, a joke right now. Actually, no. his mom is pretty funny too. Mom's funny. Dad's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, mom, yeah, you've come yeah, to her house yeah. in, in Vegas. Come to the yeah, condo. yeah, yeah. Mom's that's pretty right. funny. Um, I'm shy. That's it. Really? I just, I just hang back and, and he likes the attention. He's the younger brother. He needs the attention. And, you be the star. And I'm, I'm, quite, ha- I'm quite happy to be behind the scenes and, and, and leave it what, at that. What does he think about you being funny? Because I have the sibling thing going on with the funny too. We, we kind of make a face about it because people maybe have said it in front of him. Does he not like, like it? He doesn't like it? Um, I think, uh, I, I think I, what I do is I just kind of dial back a little bit. 
Otherwise, otherwise we're competing, and that's the one reason that we're successful is we actually don't compete against each other. Uh, There's no competition whatsoever. Very good. Yeah, and that's the key. So what are some other ways you maintain a healthy relationship with Russell? Um, we, We talk about pretty much everything. There is a best friend aspect to it. So you talk Every, daily then? Uh, we talk daily. We text daily. Even Every, before do you we video started chat together, daily? Uh, for my son, because my son is, is completely, uh, he's in awe of my brother. Aww, and not, and not because so of, cute. Not, not because of entertainment or anything like that, but because of, he just, he's completely enamored of my brother. He doesn't care. Uh, he doesn't understand no. any of this stuff. When we were doing Indian Detective and I was watching dailies and stuff, he says, why is Munkle pretending to be a policeman? <laughs> right? so, so he doesn't understand any of That's that. That's cute. Yeah. Now, how's it been moving to comedy to film like that? Because that's, that's recent. Yeah, it's recent. It's really hard, actually. Film is and it? television is super hard because with comedy, and Sandra knows this, mm-hmm. you're, you're in your case, you're a woman in a microphone, mm-hmm. okay? And that's it. Mm-hmm. You got the follow spot, the sound system, and the audience. Just you, baby. That's it. Mm-hmm. In this, there's producers, directors, there's mm-hmm. TV executives, there's financiers, there's the entire crew, and there's all these voices as to what you should be doing, shouldn't do, <laughs> this is how you do it. And that is is really, really hard. So it's so like I, an Italian wedding, basically. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So how did you learn how, how to transition <laughs> to that as a, as a manager? Because now you're learning a whole bunch of new things. I'm learning all the time. Um, but I was a big uh, TV geek as a child and a movie geek. So I kind of had that stuff floating around in the back of my brain. So I'm able to pull up a lot of so references you, yeah. and stuff like so that. So you Google and go, okay, how to... No, not even. I, I just happen to know a, a bit of stuff. Okay. And and so it came in. And Teach it us out some really of well. that stuff, <laughs> but off the air. Okay, you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be right back. We're talking to Clayton Peters. Back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We're back. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We're talking to Russell Peters' brother and manager today, <laughs> Clayton Peters. That's me. And uh, we want to talk about the Me Too movement now. So it seems that every day... Um, a new story unfolds in the news, whether it be, yeah, in the news, on the internet. And I'm, I'm sure for a lot of men that there's fear. Where are you as all this unfolds? I, for one, am not afraid of anything. Because <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong, right? <laughs> I haven't done anything. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly calm and collected about it. But in terms of being a manager and being in this business, uh, it's something we're very much aware of. And when things started to unfold for a number of people, there were conversations that were had and, and discussions that were had as to, you know, let's let's talk about this uh, collectively. Because it's not over. I think it's it's going to keep unfolding and unfolding and mm-hmm. unfolding. And evolving. And, and, yep. and, and I would, like, being a man in Hollywood who... I would be sitting back going, okay, you know, oh no, like did I do something at some point or say something or maybe touch someone appropriately, like maybe slap mm -hmm. them on the butt or something like that? I know men everywhere who are worried about it, not just Hollywood. Yeah, but I know, but if you're a a nobody, it doesn't really matter. Nobody's going to say anything about it. Well, I I meant in offices and corporations and stuff like that, like... Like these kind of issues have been going on in multiple industries. Well, it, you know, the, the the discussion there is 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 men and women, 
and then you've got the power dynamic, and then you've got the mm-hmm. the um, uh, you've got the the abuse of power dynamic as mm-hmm. well. So men and women in offices, and for for decades now, this is this is you know men and women date, right? That's, right. That's where I met my wife. Mm-hmm. Where right? where at work? What work? When I before I started doing all this, when we were corporate uh, corporate bunnies. How long ago was that? That was uh, I met her for the job interview in two thousand one. And then I had to put in a lot of time, <laughs> and uh, yeah. then we then we got engaged in two thousand and six and married in two thousand seven. Nice. Okay, so you haven't yeah. even been married that long. Yeah, we're going to be eleven years this year. Awesome! Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so, but um, you know, men and women in offices and companies, there's stuff happens. That's How right. do you feel right. about people dating in offices? It's going to happen. You put men and women together. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's quite I, normal. I don't see anything it, wrong with that. Yeah, I met my ex-husband at work. And where is he now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the stories don't work with me, ever. <laughs> it can work, though. It's a great way to get to know somebody. Oh, yeah. And, and slowly, right? Yeah. 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 But then you, have the, then you have the power dynamic, and you have the abuse dynamic, and, and then that becomes, that's a whole different ballgame altogether. What do you mean um, by that? Abuse, power? Well, if you're the boss, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we've talked about this where... You know, we, we talked about the the ultimate um, the ultimate place of the Me Too movement landing and where it's ultimately going to benefit is for the waitress working in a diner mm-hmm. or working in a restaurant who's got a really uh, I'll use a nice word crappy boss yeah. who says you want the extra hours you've got to do this for me yeah okay or if you want to take Sunday off so you can be with your kids well then after work you've got to come and do that for me right that ultimately that's where this movement is going to land and that's who it's going to help. Yeah, because they can that's no longer. The of it, the they, they've they've sort of pulled back the the curtain on things like that, and guys just can't get away with that. And crap I anymore. absolutely love that. But yeah. they can get away with it in a diner. Who's going to find out? Well, no, because no, it's no can't. longer socially acceptable. So if, yeah. if that if that woman can't. comes oh, forward, it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, she it's, speaks it's, about it now. The, the whole dynamic has changed. Like racist yeah. words. Sure. In other words, like that whole thing of racist slurs, like that that Archie Bunker was saying that could never be said now on television. Yeah, they okay. ruined that. Oh, yeah. And you know, and, and, there were, and now there were Those people were good, in Hollywood that knew it was going on this whole entire time. Yes. Why do you think it took so long for you know people to come out? Um, or, or even why were people keeping their mouths shut? Uh, power. Mm-hmm. Power and fear and being blackballed and just being completely sidelined. And it's a business that everybody wants to be in. That's why if, you, you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're not prepared to do X, Y, Z for a role, fine. Get out the door. I'll open the door and there'll be a lineup of a thousand other women who want this job. And they'll do it. And they'll do it. Right? And so you've got that, that power dynamic. You've got the fear. And then it, it came it came to a situation where somebody said, No, that's enough, right? Yeah. And yeah. And, and came forward and, and brought it to light. And Franca, what do you have to say about this Me Too movement? Well, you know, like I think there's a whole bunch of different levels to this Me Too movement and it's gonna bring out some good and it's gonna bring out some bad and in your case, in Russell's case, I mean he is a flirtatious comedian and I hope yeah. that, you know, people <laughs> take him lightly because that he's he's not a guy that would cross that line of Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> See, no. th- that's no. another point I no. want to make. Just mm-hmm. because a guy is flirty or a certain personality, that can't be misconstrued right. either. And he's I just think funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want so I want to bring this up. So in an interview, Matt Damon said, "There's a difference between patting someone on the butt than rape or molestation." Do you guys agree with this statement? Yes. Do you think there's a big difference? I do. In fun, someone could, you know. 
Listen, but what, I grew up I, thinking a pat on the bat was kind of normal. How sad is that? But <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a power thing, right? Like it's like going back when Clay, uh, Clayton, you're referring to that too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this is about power. Um, but it depends on the context that Damon was talking about. That was taken from somebody else, right? Also, you know, if, if you're not going to do that to a random woman walking by, if you're on set and you're sitting in your in your you know your director type chair and yeah. and, a, and a PA walks by and you're not just going to smack smack them on the ass like that, right? But yeah. now, you know, you and I were producers, or you're an actress, and, and we're all working together. We got to know each other. Then you're going to do affectionate little things like that. I slap my mom on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> We need to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca with my co-host, Santa Cruzzi of Inside Joke. Yes. And we have Clayton Peters, manager and brother of comedian Russell Peters in studio with us. And uh, currently we're talking about the Me Too movement. So Clayton, question what should happen to men that have been accused of sexual harassment? Should they be able to have their career back? What are your thoughts on that? Well, as a man, yeah. and somebody in this business, I'm I'm obviously not in favor of the, the nuclear option where you decimate the career of an individual for it. Now, if, if the allegations are like rape, That's that, different. Is, that is a whole other ballgame. How yes. about John Gameshi? Hmm. That's hmm. a tough one. That's, That's why I put one. that one in there. That's a really tough one. Uh, you know, the, I'm I'm trying to understand with in that scenario, where was the level of consent? So, did do you know any of the men that have been accused of these acts? Uh, no, I don't know them personally. None of them. No, I've I love seen Laura Matt Damon. Trying to get I've seen Matt yeah. Damon from afar, and uh, <laughs> that, that's about it. You never, never met him. I've never met him. Uh, so who's Russell's the, met him. Okay, who's other than your brother? Who's the biggest star you've ever met? Oh, well. You know, it's kind of funny because some of the people we've met are actually pretty cool. Like um, like King Abdullah of Jordan. Okay. Wow. Right? Yes. Who was just, uh, happened to be at my brother's house a couple of weeks ago, actually a couple of days before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I was driving up to my in-laws. We were up uh, up north, up near Pentatanguishene, and my brother FaceTimed with them. Oh. With oh, me. Oh, 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 oh. And that was pretty cool. He's a really cool guy. Very cool. Yes. Very cool guy. Um, and we've met a lot of celebrities and things like that. It's, Th- it's does anyone stand out that was really impressive, like really cool, down to earth, impressive, where you think, oh, this is a stand-up person right here? You know who was really cool but doesn't get really props for it is Catherine Heigl, of all people. Really? Because I know that she got in a lot of trouble for just being too frank and too open about some of the projects that she worked on. But that's what was cool about talking to her uh, when uh, when we were in New York and he was doing a movie and and uh, and she was really really cool. But that's what was nice is that she was completely frank and open, which most people aren't. Everyone's very political, very cautious about what they say in that town. Everyone's thinking about their next job. Everyone's looking for the most powerful person in the room. You don't get a lot of honesty. Yeah, you really don't because it's it's almost it's it's almost. Even though it's it's artists and actors and things like that, there is a certain corporate element to it. And this is, you know, when we talked about Russell being flirtatious and stuff right. like that, the way he is as a person, it wouldn't wash in a corporate setting. And that's where people get disjointed in terms of, 
well, how can you say something like that? Or how can you talk about race like that? Or how can you make a sexual innuendo like that? It's like, he's not working in an office where you cannot say those things. Right. But on the same, on the same hand, you connect to him. Mm-hmm. Because he is like that. That's right. Because right? it's it's also what's in some people's heads. That's right. Because the average it's person truth. is like him and think like him, but you can't. You know, they, they got to zip it. They've got to zip it. And exactly. Russell has a platform, and we all laugh at his mm-hmm. jokes because that's what we're thinking. Absolutely, and that's yeah. what people are responding to. And also, as as I often say, people are like, oh, well, I don't like him. I don't like him because he says this, or I don't like him because he makes jokes about that. He's not, he's not running for public office. That's right. Right. He's not asking you to vote for him. His his. You know, if you if you want to support him, that's great. If you want to come to the show, that's great. If you want to watch his movies and his TV shows and his specials, fantastic. And if you don't, by like the way, him, that's the best that's plug okay. I've ever heard in one thing. Anyway, now, there's this uh, and there's this fakeness in Hollywood. Does he does he enjoy living there? Um, we see the fakeness a lot, um, and it's not something that we really enjoy. He would He's, actually like to move to New York, but his daughter lives in Los Mal- Angeles, Malibu, yeah, in in in, in L.A. and and so. Um, he would much rather move to New York because what we've generally found is a huge generalization, but the New Yorkers that we've met are much more to our kind of liking and, and the people, they're more honest. There's there's something more... A little bit more humble. A little bit more humble, a little bit more real. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting, the dynamic between the people in L.A. and the people in New York. Mm-hmm. The in, uh, of all the people I've interviewed, i got to say, um, he stayed so grounded. Yeah. Like when you talk to him, he still could be a guy from Brampton. Like... With yeah. all the wealth and all the people he's around and met, you know, he's just still retained that wholeness about him. Well, as we say, we Well, were... he has a brother that lives in Oakville, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And a mother that lives in Brampton, That's Ontario. That's right, in the same so, house we you know, lived in. It's all about relationships. Yeah. There you go. He, did, he hasn't bought your mom some huge mansion somewhere? She didn't want it. We gave her all the options. Yeah, so she's humble. She, and she's got a, she's got a condo in Vegas. My parents are like that, too. Yeah. Got a condo in Vegas. He bought her a condo in Vegas. <laughs> Wow. And she's she's happy to have that. Yes. Now, how does your wife feel about the Me Too movement? Can I ask you that? Um, well, she's not really worried about it with me, which is good. Um, but she is a very strong woman and uh, and obviously supports the movement. Um, so that's really all I can say on her behalf is that she's a, she's a very strong, very smart woman. And, uh, and, and do you think that the Me Too movement is ramping up outrage and is unfair to men? In some instances? I think it can be unfair, but I think it's it's something that's necessary. And um, as I've said before, I, it, it would be interesting to see what the long-term, what long-term changes come from it. Right. You know, a couple, you know, we had Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, and and what changed, right? Are, are, are there still instances of unarmed black males being shot by police? Yes. Right, but has more attention been brought to it? Yes. The massness, though, the the, the numbers, how many people in that group versus 50% of the population is your female. True. That's the only, perhaps might be yep. the economies of scale, mm-hmm. you know. But you're also talking about a, a group of people who have been um, yeah. uh, put in a situation for, for a four or five hundred years. Yeah, I know. Right? Who've, been, uh, who've been in that situation. It's tiresome for everybody to yeah. watch that. It's so sad. Like, how is that still happening? It's We're just... talking about the Me Too movement, <laughs> but we need to take a break. Stick with us. We're talking to Clayton Peters on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca 
on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show tonight, Sunday night, with Clayton Peters, manager and brother of comedian Russell Peters, on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Sandra Carusi is my co-host Hi. and uh, friend of Sandra's and Clayton's here, Franca. Hi, Franca. Yes. Thanks Hi, for joining everyone. us today, too, Franca. My pleasure. So the, before the break, we were talking about the Me Too movement. Just want to continue with that just a little longer, okay? Uh, so French actor Catherine Deneuve, I think that's how you say it, mm-hmm. and about 100 other prominent French women say flirting is not a crime and that the Me Too movement has led to a form of feminism that promotes the hatred of men and of sexuality. She and these other women say that a man's right to pester a woman is essential for sexual freedom. <laughs> okay, it's how to it's a certain defined. Extent. Me first. Thoughts, please. Yes, Sandra, please. Me first, not me too. Me first. My natural, let me say it. Listen to me. I'm it's listening. how we're defining it. So she's now defined it and took it a different way because she wanted to. She obviously needs a hug, a little of attention, probably a lot more plastic surgery, but Catherine Deneuve is a knob, okay? Um, <laughs> It, it's, you know, it's talk like that that actually does ruin everything. Clayton. But isn't she just talking about the fundamental relationship between men and women? This is how men are and mm-hmm. this is how women are. Okay. And she's acknowledging a certain standard in France where French men mm-hmm. behave a certain way. That's okay. And she's acknowledging that dynamic. And all That's she's okay. saying, what I think she's saying, I think, okay, is she's sort of acknowledging that men behave in a certain fundamental way. Specifically in France, okay, and uh, in Italy, mm-hmm. as yeah. as we all know. I know. Okay, so that that's annoying themselves. in Italy. You know, mm-hmm. you walk down the street and they're just oh, like gawking so at you. It's annoying. <laughs> they gawk at you like you're like a piece of meat, and it's just like. But men are doing that here too. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, on the construction site. But the, no, let's not pick on them. Guys are looking. Sorry, we got eyes. <laughs> Oh, 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 see who just stepped on their point. (laughs) I just looked at her. But it's true. Well, you know what? I don't get it so much anymore because I'm old now. I don't know about that. Seriously. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like it's annoying. I find that really intrusive and annoying. Okay, so so the show's about relationships. Now, now you talk about the Me Too movement. You talk about men harassing women. You talk about men looking at women. Um, but but how many times has uh, have have sort of women come forward and said, "Well, he's too nice." Exactly. He's too nice. What, okay, regards, you meet a guy, he's too nice. With regard okay. to yeah, what? But, but that's because they're immature and they don't really know what they want and they haven't experienced enough or they got, life yet to they really got know. Yeah. Right. Or they're just being they, very respectful. And, you know, you kind of miss sometimes when that you want the man to say to, to, how beautiful be little, yeah. you are or, yeah. you know, I just was walking by, I just wanted to tell you that you're gorgeous or something. I don't think women really like that. I do. Really? Yeah, I like to be told that. Oh, I don't know. Laura. But, but what if a man compliments uh, your shoes, your purse, something That's you wear? That's different. Thank okay. you very much. That's a nice because way to do it. Because a beautiful woman is always, uh, she's got guys climbing all over her, telling her how, she's, yeah. how gorgeous she is. And it's like, okay, how about like something else about me other than I'm just, you know, a piece of meat and gorgeous? Well, I, I agree with you there. It's just nice to hear sometimes. Well, I don't know if you're a piece of meat if you're gorgeous. Like if he's saying you're a beautiful woman, do you feel? No, but I feel like... You know, beautiful women are, you know, they're... Um, They've had a tough life? We should not ask a tough one. Life. <laughs> not a tough life, but they get hit on a lot. And sometimes you want to be known for having a brain rather yes. than just, you know, beauty. Yes. You know, it's like, well, there is there is more to me than just my looks, you know. Yes. yes. 
in our travels, we meet a lot of young women, younger women, who have a lot of their assets on display. Right. Okay. Yes, yes. Let's let's talk about this. And when you glance down at said assets, and then they comment, my eyes are up here, I'm like, I don't know if you were wearing that so that I would look at your eyes. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's not it's it's so, not trying to be sexist. So are you but saying that they're asking for it? No, no, no. I'm not saying they're asking for it. Absolutely okay. not. This is so not a question of asking for it. That's a good save. No, 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 no. It's, it's not. A, they're not saying they're asking for it. But you, in the context of what you're saying about, you know, I have a brain, I have thoughts, feelings, opinions, and that's all. You know, that's ultimately where you want to get to. But I think that some of these uh, younger women that we meet in our travels. Um, they should be wearing a turtleneck. No, 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 like no. It, it's completely liberated. Wear what you <laughs> no, want. No, but you're but wearing that. You're you're saying you're wearing that because you want the attention. You want so the then attention. when you get the attention, yes. And what are you going to do with that attention? Do you know what? I you just find don't... a lot of times there's not a lot more than. I don't want to be told. What's in the window. Oh, you have a nice cleavage. Nice cleavage. Just because I'm wearing a cleavage doesn't mean I want to be told I have a nice cleavage. Is yeah, I don't. I, I don't know that we're even saying, "Oh, hey, you have nice cleavage." But <laughs> oh, I was you hoping know. on that. I think that I was trying to draw attention to it in this whole spirit of what we're talking about. Okay, have you ever had to deal with though, like overly aggressive or obsessed fans? Um. Well, not me personally, but your brother. But um. But you've been yes, there. Yes, I've been there, and uh, and sometimes we've had a, a woman scorned who's who's been quite upset about something, um, and we've uh, heard from them in, in different ways. Um, but yeah, there, it's it's on the one hand, it's a little bit like rock and roll when we're on tour, but then it is comedy, okay? So it's not quite as rock and rolly. Do as you guys you would like think. tour in one of those big buses? We're eleven middle-aged men, okay? <laughs> Do any women? Are, are there any women on the bus? Uh, no. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. We have Clayton Peters in the house. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's actually a design tip, and that is look up. Huh. I'm talking about taking advantage of the vertical space in your home. There's a lot of square footage up there above the couches and tables. That could mean adding shelves and colorful wall-mounted cabinets of different sizes, stacking your paintings or artwork in an interesting arrangement, changing your floor lamp to wall-mounted lighting. Not only will it add some character to your space, it's also quite functional. Call or email me today. I can help you. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. We're talking to Clayton Peters, manager and brother of comedian Russell Peters, today uh, about a a few things like the Me Too movement, sibling relationships, and now intimate relationships uh, with my co-host, Santa Cruz of Inside Jokes. And you're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta. Franca's also a friend of the two of them, and she's also in studio with us. And It's all about relationships around here. Yeah. So I want to talk about being on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're once you, when you're on the road, like how do you ma- maintain a healthy relationship with your wife at home? Because uh, you just told me that she does not travel with you. 
Well, she used to travel with us. Okay. So she picked a few key spots to go to uh, before our son was born. Okay. So she came to Australia. She came to South Africa, England, uh, Northern Europe. Uh, pick select gigs in the States. But your son's only four, so can't she travel with him? It's not like he's in school, oh, right? He's in, he's in JK now. Okay. He's in JK now. And the other thing about uh, being on the road is that you're only in one location for about 48 hours, 72 hours, that type of thing. So for a baby, it's really hard, especially if we're like, it's spending 30 hours flying to Australia, right? And is it 30 com- now? I, I've been to Australia. It was 24 back then. I'm flying. <laughs> I, when I'm going, I'm going via Dubai this time okay instead of going from with Qantas from LA okay and so so Longer how what, what are some tips Emirates. on maintaining your relationship when when working on the road uh, it's hard I, I make no bones about it. it's very very hard uh, to keep the relationship healthy while you're away like that so in the past we normally kept our uh, tour legs to about three weeks maximum and then we'd come back home for a week or two and then go back out again um, so two weeks <clears throat> isn't that bad. It's two not weeks, that three long. weeks is not bad, but longer than that, things really start to get well, wonky. I, yeah, I, I think I would like the break, you know? No, they say the <laughs> toughest part of a relationship, it's not the time you spend together, it's the time you spend apart. Well, that's true. Now, we've been off tour for over a year, and I've been working from home. <laughs> so it's had some challenges of being then, two people in the house. No matter who you love and how much you love them, I challenge anyone listening, anyone reti- in the room, twenty four seven. Talk to a retired yeah. couple, and now she's probably like, "Okay, when are you going back on tour?" Yeah, yeah. well, she's yeah. used to you being on the road. She's too. used to me being on the road, and and uh, so it's challenging being at home for an extended period. It's challenging being away for an extended period, and and um, and a few of the musicians and people I've met along the way have described it as it's like bittersweet. So when you're on the road for a period of time, you kind of, God, I wish I could get back home. And then you get back home, and after a few days, you're like, God, I wish I could get back on the road again. Yeah. And you're constantly got this love-hate, bittersweet thing. You want to get back out, but you want to stay home. When you're home, you're like, ah, you get a little restless. And for me, the challenge is, um, like I said, it's a little bit rock and roll when you're on the road. You've got first-class flights, five-star hotels. You've got security, cars, all kinds of everyone's pampering to every need. And then I get back home and I land and I'm sort of like, uh, you know, oh, you know what? It's garbage day tomorrow. The dog's been pooping in the backyard for the last three weeks. We need to, can you shovel it up when you get back so we can throw it out tomorrow? And that's probably what's frustrating for her is that she has to take on all the duties at home. Yes. Like taking care of the little one, taking mm-hmm. out the garbage. She has to do all the heavy oh, lifting on I her own. I hate taking out the garbage. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, she's got to do everything. And so I'm empathetic to that. Now, but do, you, do you help her clean the house? I do. We have a cleaning Clean lady that comes oh, okay. once a week. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but that's and I'm not a bit enough. of a slob. I make that's, no bones about enough. it. That's not enough. I do the dishes every day. Oh, that's okay. good. I do okay. dishes every day. I love doing the dishes. It's you actually, love it? I really enjoy it, actually. Wow. I can just turn your brain awesome. off and just do the dishes. Yeah. Um, she's got a thing about laundry. I told her I do the laundry, but she's a little you know, concerned about making sure the laundry's done properly. Is she but iron? No, my you know what? My sister's always never ironing. Iron. I'm like, my sister's we always iron. ironing. I'm like, what are you ironing all the time? I don't iron anything. Yeah, yeah. neither do I. We actually never iron. <laughs> I don't yeah. even have an iron. <laughs> there nice. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be going out on tour soon, right? Yeah, the Deported World yeah, Tour. Yeah, tell us about that. Um, which starts in Australia in uh, in three weeks. And uh, well, the first leg of the tour is six weeks long. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic for both of us, my wife and myself, uh, being away from home for that long. And it's a lot of work for her. I make no bones about it. Um, but that's the gig, right? That's what I do. 
and uh, and uh, we enjoy a certain lifestyle because of that. So that's a bit of the trade-off that we have. Well, you know what? Thank you so much, Clayton, for your time today and sharing your relationship advice and uh, you know insight on the Me Too movement. And thank you, Frank, as well for, for joining us. You're and thanks thank to all of you at home who tune into our show every week or even once in a while. We really, really appreciate it. And if you have any questions you'd like answered on the show or if there are any topics you would like us to discuss, to discuss on the show, you can send us a message through our Facebook page, Dating and Relationship Show. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram, Laura underscore Bellotta, or check out all my upcoming events and services that I have to offer on singleinthecity.ca. And now here's Sandra. I'm really happy I have gigs now. So uh, you could see me February 7th uh, at the fashion show for Wellspring Cancer Centers. It's going to be at Holt Renfrew on Blur Street, um, hosted by Tracy Melcher. And there's going to be a lot of media types and hypes there that night. So I'm pretty happy to be in good company to raise money for a place that I spent a lot of time at, Wellspring Cancer Center. Okay, bye everybody. Ciao for now.